Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor gone, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. This is divine setup number seven. Not everything that is good is from God. This is Sean and the Word. Hey, God bless you. It is so good to be with you again. This is divine setup number seven. Not everything that is good is from God. And we're talking about divine setup. And when we talk about divine setup, we're really talking about the providence of God and how God puts us in situations or with people in order for us to get to grow or to learn from to learn from those situations or from those individuals so that we will be prepared for where he is bringing us what he has for us in the future it's part of preparation he's the divine setups one of the hardest things to understand as a believer in, in Jesus Christ is the difference between good and God I have learned throughout my journey with Jesus that not everything that is good is from God not everything that glitters is gold and not everything that shines is silver. We must learn as believers in Jesus and servants of the Lord to discern what is the difference. Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus and challenged them to be aware of the schemes of the enemy. He tells them to put on the full armor of God. I think it's so important for us to understand that we have an obligation to protect ourselves from the schemes of the enemy and from those who are sometimes dressed in good works. We must understand that the enemy is constantly plotting and scheming. The word scheme is a military term that literally means he has a war agenda. He has, he has facilitated all his, his demons and all his... His, his, those cohorts who are in partnership with him and he is scheming, plotting and planning to look to, to, to rob, to steal, kill and destroy. And in Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25, we see a very important part of the ministry and life of Jesus. The, the author and finisher of the faith, our, our hope, our salvation, you know, we see even in his life and his journey, his ministry, how those who were involved with him had to discern between good and God. Look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit." She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary 
as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So the Bible says that Joseph was considered a righteous man, that he was a righteous man. When the Bible, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the author, using the hand of Levi Matthew, pins that Joseph was a righteous man, that means he was righteous. He did what was right with God, and he did what was right with people. He looked to follow the law. He was a good, righteous man. Not only was he righteous, but he was filled with grace and kindness. You see, all he knew was that the woman that he was engaged to was pregnant. Now, just in the natural sense, you know, nothing to talk about supernatural. We're just talking about natural. His, his fiance is pregnant. In the natural sense, I don't care who you are. I'm like, dude, that ain't my baby. I know that I ain't touched you. I know that you must have been with somebody else. I mean, that's the only way that you can be pregnant. And so according to the law, in that situation, a righteous man in righteous standing in accordance with the law of God, he could have had Mary stoned publicly. He could have publicly brought her and disgraced her and she would have been stoned in front of her family. She would have paid for her actions in his mind, her actions of, of adultery. But he didn't do what was righteous or what he had the ability to do. He, he acted upon grace. Grace, a good plan. Joseph had a good plan. He says that he was going to secretly put her away. He didn't want to disgrace her. He didn't want her to be killed. He loved her too much. He was offering her grace. It was a good plan. As he planned this, he went to sleep and the Lord interrupted his sleep with a message saying that he was not to follow through with a good plan, but with God's plan. That boy inside of her was from the Holy Spirit and that boy would grow to be a man and that man would save his people from their sins. Joseph had to discern between good and God. Praise the Lord that God intervened and helped him to do so. Imagine if Joseph would have went with the righteous plan. The righteous plan would have allowed him to be able to, 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 to stone her and to, to kill her. And that would have killed Jesus. That would have aborted the, the plan, the, the, the ministry, the, 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 the work of the cross. It would have aborted all that. It would have done away with all that. That would have fell right into the enemy's hand. That's exactly what the enemy would have wanted. And that, that was according to the, the law. And then, not only that, but think about the good plan. Imagine if he would have went on with the good plan that was filled with grace and he would have put her away quietly. Well, Mary would have had to leave her hometown. She would have had to been in another area by herself. Others would have wondered. They would have saw this young girl that was pregnant with no husband. And the religious elite, the religious uh, zealous people would have probably just about had enough and pressed in to try to question her. They wouldn't have bought the, the idea that this was from the Holy Spirit. They would have simply 
you know, eventually disgraced her, dishonored her. She would have had a hard life and probably could end up being killed because of her situation. You see, this is extremely important for us to get. That not everything that is good is from God. Those were some good plans. They were, I mean, had every right to, Joseph had every right to do those plans. But they were not God. Sometimes the schemes of the enemy are disguised by good. My pastor used to say, Sean, the highway to hell is paid with good intentions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that has sat with me this entire time that I've been saved. The highway to hell is paved with good intentions. I remember when I was in Bible college, I was pastoring at uh, the church in Tuig. And uh, this was after I had came back. I, I really struggled that summer. The Lord really helped me. My mom, my mom had got sick at the beginning of 2005. And uh, it was really a difficult time in our journey, in our life. And uh, I, was, I was out there in the middle of nowhere, staying at, two, in, at the trailer at the church. And uh, it was just a tough time. In Bible college, going to school every day and, and pastoring there. It was a tough time personally, just a real struggle. I felt alone, all these different emotions. But there was a family that lived down the road in a trailer, and uh, they're, they're, they had a son and a daughter that was staying with them. And the, the son, you know, there were some things that took place in the relationship, and the son had to be displaced out of the house. And instead of him going into a juvenile detention center or into another area where they would not have, you know, access to a relationship with them, um, I volunteered to, to take him in as a foster. You know, I'm a single guy. I'm in college. I was about 25, 26 at the time. And I'm living there. And I'm like, man, you know, it's, I love kids. It just break my heart to see this young boy, you know, be brought over there and away from his family. It's just an awful situation. So I volunteered. I said, he can stay with me. I'll bring him to school. I'll feed him. I'll take care of him. You know what I mean? It's a big responsibility. Well, about two weeks in, you know, the, the young man ended up receiving Christ, growing. I'm really learning a lot about him, and just God's really using our time together. I had to adjust some scheduling around for myself, and uh, it, was a, it was pretty cool, you know. We were just having some fun, went fishing. Well, uh, about two weeks in, he got suspended from school. And when he got suspended from school, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, what, what's the deal? You know, what's happened? Why, why'd you get suspended from school? And he gave me a story of what happened, and I ended up calling the principal, and the principal said, no, no, that's not the truth. So I went back to the boy, and I said, listen, man, tell me straight up what happened. How'd you get suspended from school? And he lied again straight to my face. Well, I was praying that night, and the Holy Spirit said, Sean, it will only take a moment for this boy to lie about you. And the, in that moment of him lying about you or what you'd done to him or what you could do to him, it would ruin your life and ministry. His word versus yours. I'm like, I thought I was doing something good. God intervened and showed me that the enemy could use that to really destroy me and my future and my ministry all from an unstable boy so I had to make the decision to, to, to release him to another foster home and it was one of the hardest decisions I ever made his dad came to me 
crying one afternoon and he said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And my heart was hurting and inside of me, I'm crying that same prayer. Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, what am I going to do? When the man left, I went and laid on the, the floor of the trailer and I was praying. And the truth is, I begged God to help me. And he helped me with discerning between good and God. God's ways is not always easy. God's road is not always the one that's most traveled. But it's the one that brings them the most glory. It's the one that impacts the, the generation the most. That, that decision by Joseph to take Mary and to keep her and to raise, jo raise Jesus as his very own was a valuable decision, not just for Joseph, but for you and I, for the entire world. Because God gave his son, his only begotten, because he loved us. But Joseph had to discern between good and God. If he would have chose good, we would have never got Jesus the way we did. But he chose God. Now for you, for me, we must discern, we must put on the full armor of God and be wise to the schemes of the enemy. Not everything that glitters is gold. And so today, Lord, we pray for the discernment of your Holy Spirit. If whatever we're involved in is simply just good, it's not from you, Lord. Remove it. Give us wisdom and discernment to make the, and boldness to make the decisions, even though it hurts, even though it's hard. Lord, help us to go with you and what you want for our lives. And we thank you for it. For we know, Lord, that ultimately it's for the glory of you and for the souls of men. We want God, not just good. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you real good. God bless you all the way. Thank you for listening to Sean and the Word. See you next time.